everyone. Wuhan virus is in full swing. I accidentally flashed an LA County official. I can't eat meat without projectile vomiting and I may or may not have opened up my third eye. So uh, my week started out with my mom sending me articles about the death toll rising in China because of the uh, this coronavirus. And we're Sicilian. So when we hear of an illness, we automatically assume it's like death is imminent. We don't even need to hear the symptoms. We just know that whatever it is, we'll get it and we'll die. We probably already have it. So she's like, you got to start cooking your own food because if you order out, people will sneeze in your food and you'll get the virus and you'll die. So DoorDash is just like a plague on wheels. Um, I managed to stay corona-free this week. However, I haven't really been feeling good. I, I can't sleep. And every morning I wake up and I'm super nauseous. Like I throw up. I get a weird pressure in my stomach um sometimes it's like normal and other times it feels like the creature from fucking stranger things is trying to crawl out of my stomach wait this, this is new this is the new thing this is just has been like the last two weeks it's on and off and you know so in the morning i feel like crap but then as the day goes on like even if i was throwing up that morning um then i just get super hungry and i have all these weird cravings so as soon as someone hears that, they're like, you, okay, you're pregnant. But I haven't had sex in two years and 17 days. Uh, not that I'm counting. Um, it's been, Yes, it's literally been that long, which is another story for the next episode. Uh, so I know that I can't literally be pregnant. Um, like as far as I know, I haven't been inseminated uh, to the best of my knowledge. So the only other logical thing would be, am I the next Mother Mary? Am I like the Blessed Mother 2.0? And I don't re- I personally don't think I'm an ideal candidate, but, you know, who knows? Like, I don't think I would read the requirements for that role and be like, oh, yeah, like this sounds like me. Like, this sounds like I'm cut out for this. Um, I mean, we're literally doing a podcast called Brie Hunter is Fucked. So if that's any indication of how my life is going at this point. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know what God's like selection process was for that, but I just don't think he was like running around Nazareth. Like, you know, do you have any like big titty comics that, you know, want to be, you know, the mother of my child? So I just don't think I would be the choice now either. Like, I feel like Mary was like a nice lady. Like she probably worked at home goods and drank chamomile tea and owned a Kindle. That makes sense to me. And her boyfriend, was her boyfriend, it was Joseph, right? Was that I th- the boyfriend? I, I think that's the boyfriend. And he was a carpenter, right? Or was that no, Jesus? No, Jesus is a carpenter. Well, I mean, what was Joseph? Both. There's not a lot of jobs back then. I think maybe everyone's carpenters. I don't, yeah. I mean, like he was a tradesman of some sort. And I don't even have a boyfriend, but I think we know enough about me to know that if I did, it, he wouldn't be a carpenter. So she dated a carpenter named Joe, or not a carpenter, whatever. And I feel like that dude would like shop at REI. And he likes Olive Garden and, like, watches Chicago PD in his spare time and uses words like golly. Like, he's just a good dude. And that makes sense. Like, that seems like a good place to nest your child on Earth. But not with me. Like, no man. I live in a studio apartment. I live off of, you know, Postmates, you know, which is probably going to kill me because of Wuhan virus. I own, like, five pieces of furniture in total. So I just don't think it would be me. But then, of course, because I'm up, you know, half the night wondering what's going on with me, I start to think like, okay, 
if this kid was half me and half God, like, what would that look like? I don't mean physically. Like, physically, I'm like, okay, he'd be obviously fucking good looking and well endowed. But then, like, you know, funny. Okay, sure. Intelligent. We would hope so. Great taste in music, right? But then there's like a lot of shit that Jesus did that I wouldn't do. And not because I disagree with it, but because I'd just rather be doing other things. So like he'd be going around preaching the word of the Lord, performing miracles. And that's like a nice thing to do. And it's the kind of thing I would agree to do like up front at 11 a.m. Like after I've had my coffee. But then after that, I'd be like, "Mm, no, like I'd love to, but I can't. I feel a migraine coming on. I got to get up early. It's like when you agree to go like when, like at noon, it sounds great to go get drinks after work. And then like five o'clock rolls around. You're like, fuck this shit. Like that would be like me, like performing the miracles. Like I'd agree to it. And then I'd be like, nah, um, like walk on water. Yeah. Love to, but I haven't even been to the gym in three days. Like that's not going to work out for me. Heal a leper. No, oh, sounds so fun, but I'm trying to save money. And I did that last weekend. So no. Hang out with hookers and gamblers because we're all God's children and we need to set an example. That, that I'd probably actually do. That's like the one thing that I'd be down for. But there's just so, there's so much. Like if you actually read the Bible, which I haven't in a very long time, um, which you can tell by my lifestyle. But remember when he like fed, what did he do? He like fed 5,000 people with one fish. You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. It's like the, literally the blind leading the blind over here. <laughs> Are are you religious? I, I feel like I've never asked you that. Are you religious? Um, no. I was raised. We were Catholic, and then like one day we just weren't because of like the kitty touching thing, which we don't have to get into. But mm. then like my mom was like, "Nah, not a good look." So then we became Presbyterian, which is like I describe it as being like Catholic light. Like it's like if you're Catholic, but you don't want to try as hard. A little less kid touching. A little less kid touching, a little more partying. Um, They're nice enough to like start the service a little later on Sundays so you can sleep in. And there's like no Catholic guilt in Presbyterianism. Like they're not as like strict with that shit. Um, So yeah, I consider myself more spiritual, which I I am, but I hate when people say that because it's like, oh, I'm so spiritual. Like it's like I I am, but I hate saying that stuff because it makes you, it's like vegans. Yeah. You know? But you know the literature. You you read the Bible. Did you go to CCD when you were a kid? I went to like some, yeah. I had to do like Bible school because when you make communion or when you do confirmation, even in the Presbyterian Church, you still have to go to like all the classes and like do the retreats and stuff. So I did read the Bible. Mm. Clearly, I don't remember any of it. But I feel like there was a story of like when he like feeds everybody, like from one like from one fish. It's like a miracle. Jesus, Jesus does. And I feel like if that were me, I'd just be like, yeah, or fucking call a caterer. Like, if you're God, like, make, why are you got you're going to make it eat? Like, no. Like, also feed people well. Like, we don't all have to live off of, like, one piece of, like, if I had all the power in the world, I wouldn't be like, okay, like, let's see how long we can make this one piece of, like, tuna last. I, you know. What would it be? I mean, well, I'm Sicilian, so there would be, like, a whole spread. There'd be an antipasto, there'd be a pasta, there'd be a meat dish, like, good dessert. That's what it means. But you can't eat that stuff now. So what are you able to eat now? Oh, my God. Um, Well, I haven't like so now it's like it's weird. It's like there's like no dairy like dairy makes me ill. Like I had a charcuterie board on like Super Bowl Sunday and I literally thought I was having like like the thing from the Terminator was like trying to claw out of my intestines. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. It started out of nowhere. And same thing. Meat. 
I can't digest meat anymore. Um, so I'm like basically like a vegan, but like not because I want to be. And again, like it's the same thing as spirituality. It's like the thought that I now have to go and tell people like, oh, I don't eat meat. I don't eat. Like, I feel like I sound like an asshole. Like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I have to be this person now. Did you go ask- to a doctor? No. No, I get all of my medical advice from like Eddie Bravo and Joe Rogan at this point. That's the other thing, too. I don't trust. I don't trust the government anymore. Like if you between that, between Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo and like ancient aliens, I trust, you know, nobody except for them. I don't want it like no learned doctors like that's all like out of my wheelhouse at this point. So, I mean, yeah, I could go see a doctor, but I don't fucking they're like reptilian alien people now. That, yeah, that's the other thing. That's also probably why I'm not sleeping. It's like the pregnancy scare that's not real, but then also the fact that I'm like inundated with all these conspiracy theories. Like now I, the drinking water is not safe. Like Hillary Clinton is supposed to be like a lizard person. Like there's just so much to worry about when you start watching these videos. Like I, I can't take it. So yeah, I don't know. But I just can't imagine like what, like there are people in my life who are really good people, like, you know, on the conservative side who I'd be like, yeah, if they had a kid with God, like that would be like, that makes sense to me. But if I had a kid with God, my lifestyle, it would be, he would be so conflicted all of the time. Like he'd want to jerk off, but then he'd be like, oh, I can't spill my seed on the floor. Like, and then like, he'd think, you know, like sex is bad. And I'd be like, no, like, your father didn't say sex was bad. The born again Christians did. And they're fucking idiots. So don't listen to them. Like your dad wants you to be happy. That's why he invented Pornhub. So. You'd probably be happy that you haven't had sex in two years. Why did that happen? Oh, the no sex in two. Um, well, I'm going to touch on that more probably like on next week's episode. But basically, I don't know. I just, I can't do casual sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, uh, and then I also don't care to date right now. So then it's, you're kind of like in a bind, you know, like you, I don't want to like increase my number and have sex with like, you know, whoever, but I don't want to put in the effort of dating. So I'm just stuck in this like sexless place. Do you think other women your age are going through the same thing? No, no. no. To everyone I talk to, they're just fucking and they don't give a shit and God bless it. And God bless you if that's what how you're living and you don't worry about like your number or like catching disease or that your vagina is going to turn into like a windsock. Like, God bless you. You know, I mean, it's great. And I feel like we're also living in a time where that's like encouraged to just like, you know, do whatever like that show girls like you just, you know, but I can't I can't do it. And for somebody who's not conservative at all, like that's the one thing about me that I'm so like, you know. 1960s about like I'm like oh I don't want to have like a high number like you're young you're in Hollywood you you date men sometimes do they expect you know a little something um oh I think people definitely expect it I think and that's also why I don't online date because I think guys see my pictures and they think that you know like they assume things and they think they know everything about me and then they meet me and in like, you know, five minutes, they're like, oh, this chick's never going to. Only five minutes? Yeah. I think that like I, my friend Justin said to me, he's like, I, he first like, quote unquote, met me through Instagram. And then once we started talking and he met me in person, he's like, I knew right away that you were like, you know, not going to give it up. So, so I mean, and I think 
on the one hand, I think someone's contradictions like are what can make them interesting. But like on the other hand, it's also just kind of annoying that people look at you and they just like think one thing or another. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I wouldn't like, you know, recommend it. But here we are. And I think it's kind of cool that like now I actually consider myself like a born again version. Like I feel like I feel like in the United States, if you go more than two years without having sex, like you, your hymen probably fucking grew back and you're a born again virgin. So I'm going to start telling people that um, from here on out. You know what else I thought of, Al? Like I thought about um, like, you know, those re- we have one here. Sorry, I'm like off mic, but we have um, like those religious candles, you know, like you see. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're Puerto Rican. I yeah. feel like Spanish people oh, my, and Hispanic my whole people family. always have that shit. My whole family has them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So and like now they have the ones where like they put celebrities on them, which to me is hysterical. I you want, got one back there, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I have Biggie Smalls. That was a gift. And I also have one at home with Springsteen. But then I was like trying to imagine myself on one of those candles with like a face full of makeup and like the twins are out and you can't tell if it's like a holy rendering or a Tinder profile. And then I'm like holding baby Jesus the second and like his little head is getting crushed by like the weight of my right tit. And like that's and then that's all over the place. Like that's me. So so you're not pregnant, by the way. I feel like you never wrap that up. You're not pregnant. No, I mean, I can't, well, I can't literally be pregnant, but it's, we, it's when I tell you like for the last two weeks, it's like what I've been experiencing has really mimicked pregnancy. Like that's the strange thing, but no, like unless somebody roofied me and came into my apartment in the middle of the night, like, you know, like then there's, which I don't think, I hope did not happen. No. Um, then no, it's just a weird, I, it must be like this allergy thing, like this weird, like lactose meat intolerance out of nowhere. So I don't know. It's strange. What does your family think? I mean, they are Sicilian. Oh, God. I like I haven't even told um, I haven't even told my mom that I've been going through this yet because I told you she's Sicilian. She's a worrier. Mm-hmm. Like she just worries about everything. Um, and then whenever I get sick, like I text one of two people or I text two people. I should say I text my mom to let her know first and then I text my boss. Like when you know when you're like a little kid and you vomit in the middle of the night and then you get up and like tell your parents like that's me with my boss like before I am, I'm like Ryan like I just threw up just so he's like okay take take it easy take a rest, he's like the sweetest ever, but I did I so on Tuesday I woke up, like I woke up at six a.m. I got sick I you know I called out of work um I go back to sleep and the next thing I know I'm like all you know disoriented so it's like hours later and the next thing I know I hear my landlady. Mary Alice like banging on my door and I she's like inspection I totally forgot it was inspection day so you know like they and I'm I have like the air conditioning is on it's like loud as shit again I like I'm barely coherent so and I sleep naked you and I were just talking about this like Mm -hmm. I sleep naked so I'm trying to yell to her like you know wait a minute and I guess she didn't hear me so I like I'm just getting my robe on but I'm still totally like out there and they just open the door her and this like city official and they and I'm like oh and then like they tried to pretend like they didn't see but I I knew he definitely saw and I was like okay great gotta look in yeah I mean, but you know what, though? For the most part, like, that kind of shit doesn't... It's like not like I walk around and I, like, want people to see me naked. But if it happens, I'm like, okay, is that really... Like, that's what we're worrying about? Like, so... I know, like, people always say this to me about, like, their their cameras on their phones or their laptops. Like, they're like, oh, I got, you know, I got to cover it up with tape. I don't want the NSA watching me. 
like people freak out about you know people watching them through the the webcam on their computer like who the fuck cares if someone see like if if you're you're doing emails and your tits are out on your computer like what how do you lose sleep over someone seeing that first of all you don't even know this guy right but like he's working in some dank shitty subterranean like you know 500 million whatever feet under the earth like and that's what he does all day no windows it's got that like research like that mall air that recirculated air that just smells like shit because people have breathed in and out that same air for like 70 hours like that's where this man spends his life online all day like keeping us you know safe from the terrorists and the communists and the vegans like he's doing this country a service like you can't flash him a little bit every now and then like you should feel like a patriot for doing that. I don't know why people panic. People just get or like the fact that their microphones are like, oh, if my microphone is like, what? Well, what are you doing in your life that you're worried the government's picking up your conversation? Like, unless you're an actual criminal, nobody gives a shit. I think guys are worried about you know pleasuring themselves. Do you think girls are also worried about that? Well, even that, like, wh- like what do you think is going to happen? Like, someone catches you jerking off. Yeah. And they're going to record it and yeah. then like f- and then find you out and then hold it against you. Only if you're important. Like okay, okay. So in all fairness, if you're a celebrity, I'd be more panicked cuz someone could they would they're going to know who you are. They'll get the hands on or they'll get their hands on that video and they could potentially like extort you, right? So if you're super wealthy or you're super famous, I I mean, okay, I get it. Um but if you're just a regular human, like what what are they going to do? Like, even even if they took that shit and put it on Pornhub, do you know how many clips people would have to go to before they got to yours? The nobody jerking off in their bathrobe, you know? Like, th- who wants to see that shit? Nobody. Let me let me uh, lay a scenario out for you. Please do. Okay. So, a, a I don't know, a predator, a, uh, a scam artist gets this footage of you, you know, whacking off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, well, or the whatever you do and <laughs> says, I'm going to send it to your whole family unless you give me a thousand dollars. What about then? Um, see, maybe tape up your screen, your, your camera. No, you know what? I wouldn't though out, you know, I wouldn't add a fucking principal. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I would, I would just tell them. Also, my family like knows how I am. And I, I think there's like a level of them that like expect something like that to happen one day. But I would just be like, you know, I would give, I would forewarn them. Mm. But, right? Because I have warning time. No, you don't warn them, I don't think. Because what if it doesn't happen? I think you, you call the bluff. I know. The only person who who actually would be happy that I didn't pay the guy the money would be my father. And that's just because, I and I, I love you, Dad, but he's fucking cheap as shit. And he'd be like, wait a minute. He'd be like, you gave the guy $1,000 just to not, like, that's the level mm. of frugal that we're dealing with with my father. Like, he would actually be more proud of me as his daughter if I was like, leak the fucking tape. I'm not giving you a dime than if I actually paid the guy $1,000 to keep it secret. That's a good dad. He is a good dad. Um, I actually, you were just asking me about my mom and like, oh, did I tell her? And um, she's going to listen to this and she's going to be, she gets so mad when I tell people like the stuff that she does and claims that I exaggerate, even though I don't really think I do. Um, but she's like one of those people who knows too much for her own good. Like she's so 
worried about everything because she reads every scary news article. Like if, if one person anywhere has something happen to them, like she assumes we're next. It could, it could be a dude in a remote village in Mongolia. He could die from eating a bad piece of corn and she will find the article, text it to all of my siblings and be like, listen, I'm just saying maybe we should stay away from corn for a while, you know, just, just to be safe. But I swear, and you think I'm exaggerating, but when I was seven or eight years old, there were two people, literally two, two people over in the UK who got mad cow disease and they died. And my mom in like, I guess it was like maybe 1999, made us stop eating red meat completely. Like that was it. Cold turkey. The two people died. That was it. I can remember being in our kitchen and she was holding up um, a package of that like smart bologna crap, which by the way, tastes terrible. And she's telling me and my brother, who was like four at the time, that like this is our life now. We can no longer eat red meat because these two people died and there's a, a chance that we could be next. So, you know, no more hamburgers, no more hot dogs. And my poor little brother was, I remember him like hysterically crying because when you're four, like hot dogs are like 25% of your life. Like that's a huge loss to you. So he was devastated and, you know, like in the blink of an eye, like just red meat gone. And I don't think I ate beef again, like until I was in high school. And at that point I was like, you know, smoking weed and like cursing at my parents and like whatever. So the red meat was like, was just at that point didn't even matter. But I, yeah, for a long time, we didn't eat red meat. Um, and, you know, she's a good mom, but she's just like, she's hyper worried about shit. And then my dad is the total opposite. Like, what is it? Bubonic plate? I don't want to mispronounce it. I... I'm like the dumbest smart person you'll ever meet, by the way. And you'll you'll see that on this podcast a lot. Like, I will say some really insightful things and then I will just mispronounce something and look like a total asshole. That could come back tomorrow and start ravaging this country. And my dad would be 0% concerned. Like, at, like people could be dying on our doorstep and he'd be like, nah, we'll probably be fine. Like, you listen, you could sever an arm and be bleeding out on the floor. And my dad would be like, you're right, just walk it off. All right. You know, $250 copay at the ER. Really? We got to go to the ER right now? Like, just calm down. He's so, I'm telling you, they're so, my dad comes from backwoods people. Um, not so much his mom, but like my dad's dad's side, like they, they were like, they're rough and tumble backwoods people that like lived off of whiskey, lucky strike, unfiltered cigarettes and slim gyms, just like gritty. They were coal miners. They were coal miners in South central Pennsylvania. Uh, never took a vitamin, never meditated. Like please. they didn't even know what anxiety was. Like if they did, they'd be like, Oh, just, you know, take a shot and drink it off. So I don't think they ever even had a vegetable. And, and the wildest shit is that all of those people lived to be like 98 years old. Like lived like trash, but ended up, you know, dying like really, really late in life. So my dad doesn't think you have to go to the doctor for anything. Like you could be vomiting blood and he'd be like, take a nap and drink some water. Like you'll probably wake up fine. And um, it's just, but I think it's like you just learn what you live, you know? Like he had this uncle Uncle Bill, I mean, I think his, his real name was like Wilbur or, um, you know, which is just like, of course it was. But no, anyway, so Uncle Bill, so he lived out in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, um, like in a trailer next to a pond that is quite literally not marked on a map. Like you can find the body of water 
on a map, but there's no name on it. So that's the, when I tell you like they were living off the grid, like these people were like, it was serious. So he, I think my dad, I don't know, maybe he was like in high school. So uncle Bill gets an infection in his toenail and, uh, doesn't go to the doctor because, you know, they were like, he considered doctors to be like hippie communists and like, you know, didn't know anything what they were talking about. So he gets this infection in his toenail and it goes unattended for so long that the infection spreads all through his foot up through his leg that he ends up having to, they have to amputate his entire leg. Like from the groin down, they have to cut this guy's leg off to save his life because the infection spread because he didn't want to go to the doctor. He, and he had a peg leg because they cheaped out on the fucking, the ant, what do you call that? The, um, the Am- amputation. Or? Yeah, but what's the like you? What do you call it when? What's the thing? Oh, the prosthetic. The prosthetic. Yeah, so they cheaped out on it. Yeah, and instead of getting a nice one, they you literally got a wooden fucking pet. Like that, you couldn't have cheaped out anymore, unless you said like, just, oh, just give me nothing, and I'm just gonna wing it. So he ends up with a wooden leg, and the doctor actually said to him, "Had you let this go another month, like you would have just died. It would have just been like sepsis all through your body." Yeah, that's how uh, Bob Marley died. He died through cancer, but in a similar situation. Right. Yeah. But that was, okay, but that in his defense, and I'm not saying that it was the right choice, but that was because of a religious belief. No, that's what everyone says. But in actuality, from what the documentary told me, Mm -hmm. uh, he was told that he didn't have to cut off his leg because uh, he wanted to keep dancing. Because in all the, you know, concerts and shit, he would dance. So he was told he didn't have to cut it off, and the doctors were wrong. Well, so listen, maybe Bill's right. Don't trust the doctors. I was going to say, I, if you said to me, like, what does Uncle Wilbur and Bob Marley have in common? I would have been like, absolutely nothing. But as <laughs> it turns out, they have something in common, and it's it's quite a big thing. Um, it's not the pot. No, it's n- definitely not the pot. Um, but yeah, it's like, and that's, and it, so it, it, it sort of frustrates me, but I'm also, I sort of marvel how tough my dad is. And then meanwhile, my mom, and again, like good woman and ca- like cares so much about her kids, but like we'll get like a little tiny red bump on our arm and immediately she's like, oh, it's, it's a tumor. It's, it's a tumor, like a thousand percent. And like, there's no sense of like, okay, like let's wait a day or two and like see if I, cause it, what if it just goes away? No, it's immediately. And then if you say that to her, like if you're like, ma, I think you're over, then it's like, She's like, all right, like, I just, I just won't even care about you. I just won't even care about you anymore. I'm like, okay, just, you know. Do you feel like you're more like your mom or your dad in that regard? Uh, well, much like uh, God and my child, I'm just in- incredibly conflicted. Because my parents are so opposite in so many ways. Like, that's how I live my life. It's, like, very, like, feast or famine. Um, Sometimes, like, I totally overreact when it's unnecessary, and then there are other times when I completely, you know, I'm like my father, and I underreact when, like, I should have seen a doctor, like, right now, basically. Like, I'm vomiting every morning, and I'm like, nah. It'll probably, you know, Eddie Bravo said it's fine. It's just part of, you know, part of the ascension process and just getting all the the Republicans and the and the aliens out, you know, it's normal. So, and then, like I said, there are other times when, like, something will be happening to me, and, you know, my friend will be like, nah, it's probably nothing, and I'll be like, no, it's fucking it's Wuhan virus for sure. There's there's no in between. I'm an extremist. Like if I'm, you know, if I can honestly criticize myself, I know I'm an extremist. I either do something and I go like full force or I don't do it at all. Like there's, I need to work on like having a little bit more balance, like, you know, in every area of my life. Um, But 
it's actually funny because I, she just sent us one the other day. My mom uh, will send my brothers and sisters and I like articles in the family group text. And she always sends them like super early in the morning. So it's the first thing you see when you wake up. And it's and it's always some horror story. It'll be like, I, I swear to God, you could check my phone. It'll be like, man, 34 years old, dies after eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream due to a rare condition. And, sh- and she'll like, she'll send that to us and be like, listen, you know, you should probably just stop eating any kind of dairy for a couple months. And she's serious. She, you're laughing. She's serious, dude. And then if, and then I say this stuff to her, I'm like, mom, like it's like, she gets so angry. She's like, all right, I, I'll just stop caring. I'm like, I don't want you to stop caring. I just, I, th- I think that we're making quite the leap for assuming that out of all 8 billion people, if one of those 8 billion dies from a rare condition, that we're next. I, you know? Um, and I, like, have anxiety, and so does my brother, so, like, we'll get so mad at her, and then, like, she'll get upset, and then, like, we feel bad because, like, you don't want to hurt your mom's feelings. But she, it's, I'm telling you, it's, like, the wildest shit ever. It, and then another one was, like, don't, you know, like, some guy's pillow exploded because he had his iPhone next to him. And she's like, see, I'm constantly warning you guys about that. You don't believe. I'm like, okay, so one anomaly occurs once out of all the people who own iPhones and probably sleep with them close, you know, in the bed. One explodes and we're next. Like they're ticking time bombs just sitting in our pockets. It's it's crazy. But I do, I, I think it's also a cultural thing. Like I've, like it's a Sicilian thing for sure. Um. Like, you know, like Brian Callen has that joke about like his mom, like who he's like, he was on an escalator, like with a scarf and his mom was like, oh, like I, you know, I knew a story about a guy who once died that way. Like his scarf got caught and he, and I, I honestly thought that it was just my family, but I'm like, oh no, I think it's just like an Italian Sicilian thing where it's Mm -hmm. like death is just hiding around every corner. Are you full Italian Sicilian? What's, what's your deal? So I'm half, like I'm half, um. Am I half? God, I don't even know. No, I am. I'm half like Italian Sicilian. Uh, is that your mom's side? On my mom's side, yeah. Um, and then on my dad, so my dad's mom is like Eastern European. She's Hungarian and Slovakian. And then my dad's dad, like the backwoods people, are like l- literally. We had our DNA test that they are six different things. Like they just slept all over Asia and Europe. And then just like hopped a boat, like a, by the way, hopped a rowboat over here because there's no records of them coming through Ellis Island. It's like the, like God, my, my brother and I have thought about maybe like going through like that site ancestry, like, and trying to like find out like what their story. And then I'm like, do we even want it? It's probably something awful. Like they were probably like, you know, in like a caravan of gypsies, you know, murdering, like shanking people throughout, you know, the Arabian countries and Russia and then went to Scotland and then came here. Like, we don't even want, illegally, by the way, illegal immigrants. So I'm like, do we even want to know how they got here? Probably not. Um, but I will say this. My grandfather was, so he was like a huge mutt, um, but he was good looking. He was tough as nails and he had a fucking great head of hair, which is where I think I get my hair from. So, you know, maybe there's uh, something to be said for that. But his mix is something weird. Like, it's... Like they, it came up like sort of like, uh, like Iranian, Russian, but then there was also like German and Wales. And it was, so when I tell you it was all over the map, it was literally all over the map. Um, 
and then they and then they came here. So I, yeah, I don't really know how to sum that up. It's basically like Sicilian, Eastern European, and then just a whole bunch of shit. European. Yeah. You're European. Yeah. So um, actually, uh, speaking of uh, murderous ancestors, I we also recently found out that one of my, I guess it would have been like my great great grandfather, uh, killed someone in Italy. Oh. So. Which is like it, it kind of doesn't like sh- like shock me because I tend to be like a little bit overreactive as well. I mean, not to the point of murdering someone, but I mean, there's still time. There's still time. But so my gra- and this is such a Jersey thing too. So my grandmother is like out somewhere random and gets to talking to somebody, and then they realize that they're like fifth cousins once removed. Which again, like happens where we're from, happens all the time. Every- everyone's related to everybody, and. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm writing this uh this screenplay about uh, what would have been like their grandfather, uh, because he killed someone in Italy, and my grandmother's like, what? And apparently, uh, this or as the story goes, so my grandfather's wife, like some guy was hitting at her, conti- like harassing her basically continuously, and he didn't like that, so he went over like one night with his brother, shot him like escaped into like the foothills and then came to America and and like and then here we are so yeah again like the whole ancestry DNA thing is like not looking too good for me like what like this the stuff that I already know is like no it's like not that great I'm like do we really want to like unearth like anything more than that murderers peg legs drinking problems slim gyms like yeah, you know, I, I come from good stock, as as people would say. Um, but I always, you and I have talked about this before. So, you, are you full Puerto Rican or just half? Half Puerto Rican, half European blend, as yourself. Yes, European. So, uh, my for the better part of my life, I always wanted to be either Arabic or like Latina, mm-hmm. like more so Latina. Like when people mistake me for a Puerto Rican, it's like the greatest compliment you I could can ever pass. Receive. Yeah. Oh, music to my ears. I think it's gross. Oh, my Look at those nails. Show those nails. Those are Puerto Rican nails. Yeah. These are, what do you say, Boricua? Yeah. Yeah, these are Boricua nails. Not bad. I've never been to the parade, but I'm I'm dying to go. You fit in. Oh, I would love it. No, they're like a fun girl. Because to me, like, if you mistake a white girl for being, like, Latina, like, really what you're saying is you're, like, a white girl with a fat ass, which Mm. is a compliment in these days. Definitely. So when people are like, oh, you got to be mixed, I'm like, I know what they're really saying, you know? And I like it. And so please keep saying it. I need validation. Um, but yeah, no, my mom and the articles, like I was saying to her yesterday, like if there's an E. coli outbreak, we're the first to know. Like we know before the CDC knows. I don't know what Reddit thread this woman is on or where she gets her intel. And she's not wrong, by the way. Like it's like it'll be confirmed like two days later. Like there, for, there is an E. coli. But we're the first ones to know. Like she knows before CNN has even dispatched somebody to look into it. And so I like have, and then I'll say to her like, and then she'll be like, well, oh God, I don't know why you're so anxious all the time. I don't know why you're so stressed out. I'm like, maybe because I constantly think I'm going to keel over from some rogue disease, like in a beef patty. Like it's, it's crazy. And like I said, and then I have my dad where like, you can call him up and be like, like I told him about like this, the sickness thing. And he's like, he's like, you were throwing up and you didn't go to work. I'm like, no, no. First of all, I go. I could. Nobody wants me there. I get other people sick, but also I. I feel like shit. He's like, you gotta tough that shit out. I swear to God, his exact words. You gotta tough that shit out. I'm like, oh my god. And then so imagine growing up in a household where 
like those are the two opinions you have constantly. Like there's no middle ground there whatsoever. So no. Um, but my mom, I'll, I'll say this for my mom. Like she was like nowadays, everybody's into like the organic stuff, right? Like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. Like it's all, that's mainstream now. But like my mom was into that stuff and she was researching that back in the 90s and the early 2000s. And back then, like nobody was talking about organic food or, you know, homeopathic medicine. I mean, if you if you were talking about non-GMOs and like wellness and free range chicken in the 90s, like people thought you were part of the Manson family. Like people were like very concerned. Like they had no idea what you were saying. Everybody was just feeding their kids like Lunchables and Dunkaroos and Kool-Aid and hoping their kid didn't sprout a third arm. Right? Like that's what, right? You ate that. Like every so, and that was it. And that was enough. Like parents weren't reading food labels, but Dana was. She was like, fuck you, Monsanto. Do not give me that like genetically engineered corn. Not my babies. She was. She was on the forefront of the movement. We were like the first people on Whole Foods. Like Whole Foods opened their doors. Like we were the first customers. Like there's pictures of us on the wall. Like, I don't, I don't think I had a GMO until I was 20. I don't even know what it was. Like, I thought, like, partially hydrogenated oil, like, may have well has been. Like, if you said, like, I thought that was arsenic as a kid. I'm like, oh, my God, it's partially hydrogenated. I couldn't even pronounce it. I just knew it was bad. I'd see people just, like, eating goldfish, and I'd be like, oh, they're going to fucking die. They're going to they have two days to live. They don't even know. They don't even know. So she's going to be so mad when she hears, I love you, Mom. I love you so much. You're a good mom. We're going to have her on. I want to have her on for Mother's Day. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, it'll be like, it's hysterical. It'll be like me, ta- like on steroids. It's, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be frightening. I'm imagining the jacked version of you. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> Metaphorically. Metaphorically uh, speaking. Yeah. She's, um, no, she's a character. I do, I do also think I get a lot of like my, my boldness and my funny from my mother. Mm-hmm. So as much of a hard time as I give her. Like, I do have to thank her for those personality traits. Um, she doesn't take any shit from anybody. She, there's another good story. But, oh, God. I, I swear to God, she's going to write me out of the will. There's another good story about her when she uh, she was, like, driving my brothers home from, like, you know, baseball practice or whatever. And some guy cut her off. And she f- follows him in the minivan. And he ends up being, like, a delivery guy for a local pizza place. She follows him into the restaurant and screams at him in front of everybody. Okay. Now, but so comes home and this is like, this is totally something I would do. Feels bad about it. And is like, oh God, I don't want him to lose it. So then she goes back to the restaurant same night and talks to the manager. And he's like, you know, I just, he really upset me, but I want him to lose it. So and meanwhile, this is like all taking place in front of like a restaurant, like a popular restaurant in our town. And as she's walking out, she like sees the delivery guy and he's literally, she's like, he's running away from me, like, like running into his car. Like, and that's my mom in a nutshell is like, she just, you know, she, like, if she wants to say something, her voice will be heard. But at the end of the day, she also never wants to like hurt anybody or hurt their feelings or, you know, or feel like she's caused them pain anyway. So, um, she's a good woman. Uh, what else, what else is going on this week? I don't know. Um, well, this is the first episode of your podcast. It's pretty cool, huh? It is cool. It's been a long time coming, too. Yeah. I feel like we talked about this months ago. We were, like, were kind of like you know crafting you know what we wanted it to be like and what we wanted to talk about. Um, and, then, and then fucking here we are just winging it. 
you know, yeah. all that thinking and here we are. But I think it'll be good. Uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, like it's the same, the same reason I'm starting this podcast is the same reason um, why I do comedy, which is like, I just want to make people laugh. I want to entertain people. Um, you know, I want them to take however many minutes out of their day, listen to something, whatever's going on in their life, good or bad, and just have a laugh. Um, so, and really to have a laugh at my expense, uh, cause your life could be growing great, but you can look at my life, which is uh, not going great most of the time. And you could be like, you know what? Listen, it could always be worse. You know, I had a bad boss yelled at me, but at least I'm not pregnant with God's, you know, second kid. At least I don't have that weight on my shoulders. At least I don't have, you know, aliens coming in in the middle of the night, giving me tainted beef and giving me mad cow disease. Could always be worse. That's true. Um, all right, everybody. Be careful out there. Stay off Postmates. Uh, stay vigilant. And don't get knocked up by the Lord. And the twins and I send you much love and light. And until next time. This has been a Lug Hole Podcast.